0: How's everybody doing? And welcome back to another episode of the Talk Too Much podcast. To be honest, I forgot what number this is, but one of the best alpha guys in the NFT space joined me this week. His name is Rice Farmer. Rice Farmer is a dedicated member of the NFT community. He's part of the Cool Man's Universe community. He has a mutant, I believe he has, I don't know what else he has, but I know that he is one of the more dedicated collectors in the space he, in my opinion, has some of the best alpha in the space. If you want to get ahead in the NFT space, if you want to get in early on upcoming NFT projects, if you want to pick the best NFT projects coming out, Rice Farmer's your guy. Um, He's known for this within the space. And because of that, I wanted him on. Um, I always do daily videos on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, talking about the best upcoming NFT projects. But I wanted a better, a more in-depth look, a more credible look, and that's what Rice Farmer brings to the table. Um, I thought that it's one thing hearing it from me on my TikToks. You know, I'm very well-researched. I read a lot, um, and I make sure that my picks are at least credible, and there's logic behind them. But Rice Farmer, this is what he specializes in. Uh, He focuses on identifying trends in the market and finding the best upcoming NFT projects. To be honest with you guys, I think he should start his own alpha group. I don't know why he hasn't. That's something that I I should talk to him about one day. I I would join his alpha group in a second. Um, With that being said, I'm very excited for you guys to hear this episode because of the knowledge Rice Farmer brings to the table. Um, I hope that the projects we talked about, uh, the market trends we talked about, will help you guys out um, and help you guys make some money. Remember, none of this is financial advice. Uh, This is all speculative, but with that being said, it's fun and there is a great financial opportunity in this market. So why not try and reap the benefits? Uh, Without further ado, let's get into the episode. The Graph is an indexing protocol used to query data from blockchains, player-to-player networks, or just storage networks like IPFS. Why is the Graph so important? No application can be built upon these networks without the graph. Think about how long it would take to find one piece of data without the graph. The graph lets you index any blockchain, any storage network, any player-to-player network and grab whatever piece of data you need to build the application you're building. The graph also makes data an open market. You can signal your favorite subgraphs on the graph's decentralized network to earn more GRT. That's right, data is an open market you can earn more GRT by picking the right subgraphs. The graph also has the Subgraph Studio, where you can actually create your own subgraph and publish it on the graph's decentralized network. This means other indexers can come in and signal on your subgraph. Connect your wallet to the graph's website and start signaling other subgraphs or publish your own subgraph today to earn more GRT. Developers, crypto investors, NFT collectors. Wherever you find yourself on the Web3 spectrum, The Graph is without a doubt one of the most vital protocols to your niche's success. Web3 marks the ushering in of a new technological era. What this means is that all data is stored and processed on open networks with verifiable integrity, and The Graph makes all this data accessible to you in a fast, easy, and secure manner. Visit thegraph.com or check out any of their social media pages to find out how you can play a role in their ecosystem. First things first to get this started. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, I'm really, I'm curious about a couple of things. That's why I want to do this interview. Number one, I'm curious about the direction of the NFT market. Everyone knows now, like at this stage, like 2022 is so different than 2021. Like, first of all, you're not just going to put out a project and it's not going to have the same success it did in 2021, I think. Uh, I think it's, the standards are much higher. And number two, I also think these projects in 2022, for the most part besides azuki which by the way has been insane they're not on the same level or or they're not as prized as 2021 projects and i want to talk about a couple of things number one cool man's universe because you are a known holder um and i'm a big fan as well i interviewed mr danny on my show and he just announced his the the second part of his roadmap uh recently so i want to first start off with <clears throat> cool man's universe and then i want to talk about upcoming good projects that you feel are going to make an impact on the space so to start off with cool man's universe uh, rice what's your feel for the project right now where we are and are you like bullish or bearish on the future uh, of cool man's
1: yeah sure so um you know i got into cool man's at mint i was following the project uh before mint um did a lot of research on it and uh, I think it really kind of, I wouldn't say it started this trend, but it definitely helped it um, where we see a lot of these like kind of more web two, um, these web two artists, uh, Danny Cabal. Uh, he's the face of Cool Man's universe and he's actually grown his, his brand for about a decade now, I believe. Um, and he's been making YouTube videos. He's been uh, posting TikToks, uh, posting his art on Instagram. He's accumulated, accumulated over 10 million followers. Um, and this was all before his NFT project. So that that was a, a, a very, uh, that was a green flag for me. So this guy, you know, he's, he's well-known. Um, he's been working on this uh, already for a while, and he's kind of just transitioning from Web 2 to Web 3. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. And we also saw that with CoolCat with Klan, it, it, a pretty similar thing there. Um, but what's different with Danny is he's kind of already created all these animations and all these videos. Uh, and. And his following is just very, very large now. So um, the main thing there was really the founder, I think, Danny. And and I knew, you know, would, by investing in Coolman's Universe, I was investing in him. And this isn't Coolman's Universe isn't a project that's you know going to be gone in a year. This is something he's already been working on for a decade, and he's going to continue working on for pretty much his whole life. Um, and you kind of get that when you talk to him or when you sit in the Coolman's Universe spaces. He talks about how committed he is to building out this brand. So I'd say uh, my my view on Cool Man's universe has never really changed from the beginning. This is a bet on Danny uh, and him telling his story and creating the lore around his project. And they've so far they've done that, and you know they've released their they've completed their quarter one roadmap. They hit all of their objectives, uh, and they just released their quarter two roadmap a couple of days ago. So I'm really excited to see um, how that plays out, and, and I'm pretty confident that they're going to hit on all those objectives too.
0: And that's what got me really interested because I I saw that roadmap. Number one, I really, did you make it out to the New York uh, event?
1: Unfortunately, I didn't make it out there, but I did see all the pictures and videos and it it looked awesome.
0: I agree. I wanted to go super bad. I thought it was going to be like super like historic and like also super like intimate. Sorry. I don't know why my, my video keeps going out. There we go. But for me, what I'm most interested now is the application of these new, oh my god the these the new i don't know they're they're called babies i think they're supposed to be like specials new buddy what what are your thoughts on those and what do you think is going to be there i do not know what's going on and what do you think is going to be their relationship to special
1: yeah so uh they've have been hinting at kind of this second collection for a while with the babies so uh, if you don't know a lot of the specials um from cool man's universe are, one of the traits is a baby trait. And they're holding like a little like dog or a little monkey, um, and it kind of I think that was kind of foreshadowing this next collection. So they are doing a second collection. Uh, we don't have too many details, but um, every everyone with a cool man's universe will be able to mint one for free, um, besides the gas fee, uh, which they announced a couple days ago, and uh, I think. You know, airdrops are, airdrops and second collections are always tricky because we kind of see, I've seen both ends of the, stre- of the spectrum where, you know, if you drop it too early, uh, it's just dilution. And the whole project kind of takes a fall from that. Um, but you also see successful projects drop it. Uh, you know, you've seen Board Yacht Club drop their mutant apes. Uh, we just saw Zuki drop whatever they drop their beans. Yeah, I still don't
0: know what that is, but that's going to be pretty insane. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and those are projects that did it right. Um, they were... They already had a very strong community. Uh, they are blue chip projects and they can afford to add another 20,000 NFTs to their collection. Um,
0: and so I think, you, I think you just really quickly to stop you. I think you said it best right there. Sorry to interject. It's very important for me. This is what I pay attention to is, is these projects just diluting the the total supply. Sometimes they just jump into it just because they see the dollar signs. Do you feel like this is the right time for cool mans to do this? Uh, I don't
1: think it's the right time, like right now, I'd say. But um, based on their roadmap, they are planning to do this in June. So I'm more so that gives me better peace of mind. Because I mean, if we're being honest, like Coolmans isn't a blue chip project yet. Uh, I think it can be. And, and I think it will be. And that's why I'm, I'm invested in it. But you know, if they drop this next week, like, I would be a little a little scared to see kind of the reactions in the market. Um, but they are planning this out for June, and they have other roadmap items that they're going to complete before that. And really, uh, I mean, there's really no way to tell right now. I'm kind of just, uh, you know, confident in the team that they're making the right decisions. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, if you look at some of Danny's work, uh, it doesn't all revolve around Spesh. Like, sure, Spesh is the main character, but he encounters a lot of different characters on his journey. And I think this is going to be a good way to represent that. Um, and, and the team is building something bigger. You know, I don't really know what they're building, but uh, I really it's, it comes down to trust and I trust them to make the right decisions. And if they feel like June is the right time for another for their baby collection, then I'm all for it and I'm, I'm here for the ride.
0: So what do you think it would take for you to consider cool man's a blue chip? Because I, I'm kind of on the same boat as you is where I see the potential because of Danny, as we both mentioned, his career success before this but what would it take for you to be like, okay, this is a blue chip. It would obviously the floor par, floor price would have to reflect that. But what else?
1: Yeah, uh, I think it, a lot of it does come down to floor price. You know, when we <laughs> see rise, rise above ten, 8, kind of blue chips. Um, but uh, I think what you know what something that really interesting that interested me that happened recently was CAA signing Danny and. Uh, I mean, CAA is one of the biggest talent agencies in the world. They represent, you know, athletes, musicians. Um, They signed a couple NFT projects too, Cool Cats and James Mm -hmm. the Ballet. And, um, you know, I I consider Cool Cats in that blue chip status. Um, And I think CAA backing Danny is kind of another foreshadowing of the reach he's going to be able to get with, uh, with the CAA representing him. Um, you know, it'll open up new distribution channels to get his work out there. So I, I really think it's just, um, and, and what's what's different with Danny is he has a web, a very large Web2 audience, like I mentioned before, and kind of, and he hasn't really worked on transitioning them over to Web3. Like he's barely posted on his social media at all, like promoting Cool Man's Universe. Um, so I, I think bridging that gap uh, will be very beneficial for Cool Man's Universe if, Uh, and i'm pretty confident you know they can pull it off but you know that's that's up to the team and and i I have full trust in them
0: so we we both can agree that that floor price is a big indicator of what is a a blue chip project but when when do when you when have you seen cool man's pump like when i remember one time when we've heard of the ca the ca news i think cool man's hit three ETH recently i don't know if it was that or it was like a month before some different news but what what does it take for Coolmans to pump nowadays? It takes uh, these news, these these you know these rumors of what Danny's doing. What would it take, though, in your opinion, for Coolmans to hit like a five to seven eighth floor? Because that's a big jump. That means a lot of liquidity from other projects are suddenly like, okay, Coolmans is it?
1: Yeah, I really think it's just time uh, and getting the getting the right holders and the right people into your collection you know when when we look at some other blue chips when we look at like azuki for example um you know what what got them to blue chip status really just like having diamond-handed collectors uh, and letting letting it play out there wasn't one single catalyst that made it become a blue chip uh it's, it's really it really has to happen organically i think and and that's and i don't think anyone can really predict that
0: do you think that speaking of uh, of of azuki i think that's been the most successful project this year uh, and i honestly feel like right now they've put themselves at number two which is kind of crazy to me because uh, if if we're talking floor price to jump up to that floor price recently we haven't seen another project do that not even mutinates have uh mutant apes have held that position so what do you think it takes i i personally was have uh, come to come to terms that you know i've been screaming utility utility but I'm coming to terms with the fact that the art, the art being able to capture culture really does play a a big factor in these projects hitting those floor prices. What do you feel like is the factor for these projects hitting these, you know, crazy trends like, like a
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Um, there's like, I think there's a lot of different factors, but for me, like when I'm, when I'm looking at projects, the most important, the most important thing is the art. So if we look at the top projects, you know, um, you know they have great art, uh, and I know art is subjective, but you know you can really tell that. I mean, like for Board of Yacht Club, for example, uh, the founders spent six figures creating that art, um, and you know you see really distinguishable traits. Uh, they all look, you know, even the floor ones look pretty clean. Same thing with Azuki. Uh, it really captures kind of a, uh, and it, it, it's unique and and good art, I'd say. And with Azuki, we see kind of like the first really well done anime project you know we've seen we've seen a couple of them before but i can you know if you look through the the Azuki collection each one looks really good um and yeah i I guess that's the first thing i look for and when you have good art that's when you get a good community that's kind of a a good community comes from good art i think uh and and yeah i mean i see simulators with cool man's universe uh his art might be simple but it's very unique it's very recognizable um and I think anyone can really relate to it.
0: And they, I also agree. I feel like spec stands out. He's gonna stand out. Just referring to the project by a name like that, like Spech, that that's brand recognition. Um, I do say, think, though, you know, looking at Azuki, I don't know if you've ever seen this anime, uh, Sham- Samurai Champloo, Shamp- whatever it is, Champloo. Have you ever heard of that anime? It's a very yeah, like have- it's a very popular anime. It gives me those vibes. I do feel like. They're the most top-tier anime art has not yet entered the NFT space. You know, I feel like is really good, but I also feel like the anime anime projects like Mori, uh, Kiwami, Akuma, there's a bunch of these anime projects that have followed. In my opinion, no hate on them, they seem like derivatives or like people trying to copy Azuki. I don't think the top-tier, like Studio Mappa, like Studio Parrot, like these top-tier anime studios, I don't think that level of art has entered the space. And I feel like, If a project can, I don't know if you've ever, you know, have you heard of Naruto or One Piece, these big animes? What if someone were to create like a set of characters that like look like them, like that type of art? I feel like if they were to introduce a new concept, a new brand with that art in the space, it could take off. But you're right in the sense of, I also feel like Azuki might've parked their car in first and taken the anime meta. You know what I'm trying to say?
1: No, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I, I haven't bought really any anim- anime projects following Azuki just because none of them look as good as Azuki as in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of what you get, you know, when you see a successful pro- project. We saw the same thing with Cool Cats. Once Cool Cats kind of blew up, we saw a bunch of, like, cute
0: <laughs> you art, You still too. see that. There are still Cool Cat derivatives yeah. coming out today.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it really, I think it just brings value to the original Uh to the original collection we see that with Azuki um, all these derivatives are just making me more confident in Azuki's future like but, you, but you've noticed
0: think, if you've noticed really quickly like you don't have to like look sideways when you're creating an anime art like anime character like but every project that's followed Azuki their anime characters are just all looking sideways well hold on technically on one force did too so
1: <laughs> right yeah but but on that point I I do agree you know I think there's still really great anime art that hasn't released yet and um you know i'm not sure if it's in development because i mean good art takes a while you know if you're starting your project just because you saw azuki blow up and you're starting an anime project because of that like it's probably not going to look good
0: i agree but if if that's what like if you're motivated by that like if you actually have great utility if you have a great project idea and you found yourself a, if you're just torn on what art style to choose I would not create a completely sideways character because that isn't a complete derivative of on one force and Izuki, but you know, what, what types of art are in right now? You have this cute style of art from the cool cats. I refer to it as cute art. I don't know what else to call it. And then I feel like cool mans and doodles are in the same, are in the same category. Then you have the anime art. Then you have 3d art, which I think it's very hard to pull off. What other styles of art do you feel like uh, are able to capture culture?
1: Uh, you know, I, I'm really, I really think pixel art might be making a little bit of a comeback here. Um, there's a couple of really great pixel, pr- pixel art projects coming up that I'm really excited for, and really like CryptoPunks is really the only one that's that stood out. And and I know most people don't like pixel art, but you know, if done right, I think it can look, it, it can look really good.
0: I think though, you're you have a point in saying that most, a lot of like metaverse projects are creating these like platforms that are going to integrate with all these projects and like Arcade Land, NFT Worlds, like these are simple, like voxel slash pixel art. I think that art style is making a comeback. And I wanted to lead this discussion into what NFT projects um, you're interested that are coming out soon. What NFT projects do you like right now that are that are good um, plays? Um, Again, this is not financial advice to anybody listening or watching. But out of curiosity, what projects do you do you like right now that are are out on the market um, that you feel like are undervalued?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so I did run kind of like an alpha space a couple weeks ago, but I think it would still be relevant. So I'll, I'll reference a couple of those projects I threw out. I think um, I'm really excited for Chimper's, um, which is a uh, one, one of which is a pixel pixel art project coming out. And the reason why I'm I'm really really excited for this one is because is because the founder is Timpers. Um, if you don't know Timpers, he's a he's a well-known uh, pixel artist. He's done commissioned work for Rolling Stones, Board Ape Yacht Club, um, and he was also one of the artists on Nouns. Uh, these are you know blue chip projects, um, and he's been an OG Board Ape, uh, and his brother helping him with the project, and they've done a really great job of creating an an organic community. Uh, even if you look at the Twitter right now, there's only like I seven thousand followers. But if you look at, the, they have a Genesis collection. If you look at the Genesis Chippers collection, it's 100 handmade one of one um, chimpers. It's sitting at like a 50 ETH floor. Um, there haven't been any 50, secondary 50 sales. 50? Yeah, 50 uh, last time I checked. Um, and they have auctions every week. The last auction sold for 25 ETH. Um, and I know uh, Odious, which is the pixel, uh, the meta hero lot, artist. Yeah, yep. Yeah, Pixel Ball guy, um, he, he won one of the auctions a couple weeks ago. I think he paid like 23 ETH for one of these Genesis Chimpers. Uh, so, and if you look at this community, it's all Diamond Hand. It's Diamond Hand Apes, Diamond Hand Punks, Diamond Hand Nouns. It's because ch- it's because Timpers is so well-connected. And, uh, you know, he, he sells art on Foundation too, one of one art. He's got a core group of collectors that believe in him. So, yeah, that, that's one I'm really excited for. It should be dropping uh, early May, end of April um yeah this
0: is it? yeah um, that's it I'm looking at yeah, I'm looking at it right now I also so what makes you what made you interested in this collection I will admit like this is actually a very good you're talking about this is the artist that you like a lot right
1: yeah tempers yeah yeah, yeah 40,000 followers he's nouns artist done work for board a club he's in the official board a club Rolling Stones magazine um like his is featured in that so I mean, this is definitely, this is someone I've been following for a while, too. Like, I've known them since the early uh, Board Ape days.
0: And what, when is this collection minting, do you know? Uh,
1: so, they just minted their e-books. So, they, they're starting this lore kind of thing. So, they released this e-book. Um, you know, it's about 40 pages. It's a pretty quick read. I read through it. It's, it's awesome. Um, and there's, like, 3,000 e-books. I think the speculation is that these e-books will grant you a, uh, whitelist for their uh, generative collection. Their gener- their generative collection is gonna be five thousand five hundred and fifty five chimpers. Um, and yeah it, the white the white the uh, the ebooks minted at 0.07 um, a couple weeks ago and right now I think they're sitting at like a 0.7 floor. So I uh, I bought a good amount of these um, when they were like around 0.15. It took uh and it took like about an hour to mint out this is one that flew completely under the radar chimpers uh, but uh it's called a uh, tbac on OpenSea.
0: oh okay i'm on yeah, it right yeah. now
1: yeah so they, they kind of they're kind of forming they have a couple other nfts too it's one of those you know projects you have to do a little bit more research on just to kind of understand and get up to date with where they are in their in their roadmap um, this is a project that's been building since july of last year And they already have some NFTs out on the market. Um, And and I'm really, and I think this generative, you know, they're like the classic PFP collection they're going to bring out is going to bring a lot more eyes to what they're building.
0: So what made you, you, before I move on, by the way, there's an echo. Is is that you? I I
1: think it's good now.
0: Okay, yeah, it is, I think. So what made you originally get interested? Was it the artist? And I mean that was I think the artist himself alone got me to be like, whoa, that was the nouns artist, that, that was an OG ape, that he has a lot of credibility in the space. Is that what made you really buy into the project?
1: Um, I'd say it's a combination
0: of two things. One is just Timpers. Like I've
1: I've seen his auctions uh on just on Twitter. Um he's been in the Board of yacht Club Discord, he's an OG board a holder. Um, so just supporting, you know, someone I respect and a well-known artist. Um, that's, you know, I'd say that's the primary reason. The other reason is his brother, who is the co-founder on the project, uh, DM'd me and was like, Hey, like we're starting this cool project. Um, just take a look at it. And, uh, I mean, he's got a board aid too. so like, obviously I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna respond to him and see what's up. And <laughs> I just really liked what I saw. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't able to get into the the Genesis 100 chippers, but, I was able to, to mint a couple eBooks and get in with that. So I'm excited to see how it plays out.
0: Just by how many people that like, you know, within the space that we, that we know I saw were following the project, I already knew it was legit. I actually, that's, people laugh at me, but that's honestly my number one most credible metric when I'm checking out a project is if followers I know, like credible ones are following it, then I'll be like, oh, okay, this is it. Like I'll do more research. There's one I want to bring to the table. It's called Moonbirds. I don't know if you've heard of it coming out soon. That's one that I'm a little bit interested in, but I'm also assuming it's going to be hard uh, to get into. What is your thoughts? Let me pull it up and uh, share my screen real quick. What is your thoughts on Moonbirds? And do you feel like it's going to have the hype people are saying it? will? I, I think the reason I'm bringing this project up is because if we're on the subject of like credibility, this is Proof XYZ's official, you know, PFP project. Um, and I do think it's going to have a utility tied into the, their podcast, their official podcast, their entire network. What do you think of this upcoming project uh, personally?
1: Yeah, um, I was actually just about to bring this one up because this okay. is also kind of like a pixel project yeah. um, that I'm really excited for. But, uh, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head here. If we look at the people behind this project, uh, Proof Collective, um, it's sitting at like a 60 floor. Um, their 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 passes.
0: Yeah, their and passes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and if, if we look at the founders, you know, I think the Kevin Rose is the main guy. If you don't know, know who Kevin Rose is, he's a very successful entrepreneur, um, investor, web three investor. Um, and podcast he, host doesn't
0: he have a big podcast as well?
1: Yeah, he uh, yeah. I listen to his podcast. It's called Proof. Um, he's been in the space for a while, and this is just someone who knows how to bring value back to people. And we see it with their Proof Collective, which uh, was a Dutch auction that minted out at 1 ETH, sitting at a 6 ETH floor now. Um, and one of the utility that they brought to the, the Proof Collective was um, just, like, really cool art. They got uh, they commissioned art from a bunch of really prominent people, such as Gary Vee made one. And I know um, Larva Labs made made art that they airdropped to their holders. So, so
0: what makes, not in your not, opinion, not, what, yeah, go yeah, ahead my that, right? Gonna,
1: not everyone can get larger labs to make art for you. Um, I mean, Kevin
0: Rose certainly <laughs> can. <laughs> that, that's definitely true. And I, I agree that, like, in your opinion, do you feel like this, like what you just said is true. Like, that's definitely in of itself, like, a big reason as to why this price is this high. But do you think that this price, is that justified? Why do you think people, why do you think people, these passes are worth so much?
1: Um, I mean, I think, I I think it's just Kevin Rose's connections and he has the right people in this project, like people who, who believe in him, who bought it, who, who minted it. And you really have no reason to sell it, um, because they just believe in the utility he's bringing and they want to support him. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's also, I'm not saying like, I don't have one, so I don't like follow it, you know, every day, but, um, yeah, even looking at the unique ownership here over 90% unique ownership, 924. there's for 1000 passes
0: and let me see how let me look at the activity see how often yeah and they're being sold multiple times a day mind you at like crazy prices yeah <laughs> well, what do you think um in your opinion uh these moonbirds. number one what do you think their relationship will be to this project do you think that they'll have some crazy utility as well um yeah uh
1: just just real quick i'm just looking at the activity here and if you look at the people buying these passes like i see you know franklin 40 apes i see zeneca just bought one when um, when did when did they buy zeneca bought one yesterday it looks like and wow. franklin bought one 20 hours ago so wow I mean, yeah yeah these are going OX wave i see on here um but, yeah, but on your question, um, yeah, Moonbirds, uh, I believe it's a 2.5 starting Dutch auction. I really don't see this going below 2 ETH uh, or even 2.5. It might just sell out right away uh, because, it, and, you know, they're reserving 2,000 or so for their holders already. Um, and then so there's only going to be, you know, seven to 8,000.
0: You really, so you think this will mint out above a 2, point, a two, two ETH floor price? Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I think so. That's I think, crazy. You
1: know, if it's two, you know, I'm going
0: all in right there. Are <laughs> right, what? Well, yes. Yeah, so is that what is that your price entry point? Uh, is two ETH?
1: Uh, I think I'm going to mint one or two right away just to
0: secure. What's know. the starting? Yeah, what's the starting uh price? Uh,
1: two point five. I'm pretty sure. So I'm going to try to mint one or two right at two point five just to make sure I get in, um, and then you know watch it from there. But that's a solid
0: I- bet. That's a solid bet to ten ETH though. Like, that's a solid bet that this will hit 10 ETH at least.
1: Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we haven't seen an NFT project with this strong of a team, I think. Um, really? And yeah. Oh, that's I mean, an interesting
0: take. Ooh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's if we look at the top projects, yeah, if we look at the top project like Bordea Viac Club, like, what were they before Bordea Viac Club? Like, not much. If we look at Azuki, <laughs> sure they're still on Docs. Uh-huh. And we look at Cool Cats, like sure they have like Klon, a great artist. No, and, like, you're great right there. But um, but like nothing up to the pedigree that Kevin Rose uh, and his team. I know Ryan uh, Ryan Carson is on it too, um, a couple other people. But yeah, I'm yeah, it's, it's I mean, these are you know, uh, multimillionaires back in this project, and and they've said they're not taking any of the of the mint proceeds for their for their wallet. They're putting it all back into the project, 100%. So what world
0: is world. it they're trying to build? Like, what exactly is the vision of this project?
1: Um, you know, when I see people like this start a project, um, like, for example, like, uh, sorry to go off topic, but like MetaLink is another project I'm super interested, um, who's, who was founded by Jake Udell, who's already a successful entrepreneur. When I see people like that who, who are already successful and who already have made it start a project, it's really I really think it's just a, a way for them to... Uh, try to be innovative and, and create new things. And I think... By the way, uh, so
0: Jake Udell is not, not creating like a PFP project for MetaLink. He isn't, right? No, he oh, okay. Um,
1: yeah, he's, he just kind of created this really cool platform. And, you know, he doesn't make any money from it. Um, he's just trying to innovate and solve problems. And I think the Moonbirds team here is kind of doing the same thing. Uh, I listened to a couple of their spaces, and one thing they kept saying was... Uh, not that they were disappointed in the Ape Yacht Club Apecoin airdrop, but I, they thought it was a little uh, unfair because, you know, they announced the airdrop and you could buy a board Ape, um, and then to claim the airdrop. The and you could claim the same amount of coins as someone who minted a board Ape. And what they want to do is create this uh, nesting, what they call nesting function, where you'll be able to, you know, nest or stake your Moonbird, but it won't leave your wallet. It will still stay, stay in your wallet, but you won't be able to, uh, you know place it up for sale um, and they want to give you rewards based on how long you've been nesting your moonbird.
0: So the longer you're you using- hold, the longer you're holding your moonbird, moon the more advantageous it is for you as a holder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. So, you know, you can't just, if they announce something with moonbird, you can't just buy one and get like all the, the same rewards as someone who's been nesting for you know 6 months um, if you've been necess- if you're a long-term holder and yeah i mean that comes back to uh, they want to reward their long-term holders the the people who hold this the longest and who have believed in them since the beginning will get the most rewards um, and you know that's not right or wrong i just think it's an innovative concept that's really interesting and i think there's like a lot of cool things i can do with that cuz you know not all 10,000 are going to be holding for 6 months once we hit that mark um, there's going to be a select few, and when there's fewer people holding that, you can give more rewards.
0: I also um, I feel like a lot of projects that do this have found success, like Pixel Vault, uh, the Meta Heroes in the Mint Pass. They incentivize you to hold the Mint Pass longer to get the core core identities. Or I don't know if you've ever heard of you probably have the D Gods on Solana, the 33 per, uh, percent bitch tax, where if you sell it below floor price to quickly get rid of it, uh, they're going to take an the, it's smart contract program to take an extra 33 percent tax from you. So this decent decentivizes holders to sell below floor or or sell it in, in the first place. What other projects do you see in the space that can compete with? And I do think Moonbirds might be the best upcoming project people should be paying attention to. I can uh, fully agree with that. And it also goes to show you why, even though art is important, the founders and the team is just as important. Do you not agree? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah what yeah, other projects yeah. do you see competing at this level coming out
1: yeah yeah it's it's hard <laughs> it's hard cuz um, i'm really planning to go in heavy on Boonbirds and shippers the only other one i'd say that might be able to compete with them which isn't a pfp is the board of Yacht club other side land which is rumored to come out in april um so uh, i mean if you want to get into the board out your board of Yacht club ecosystem like this is going to be your best bet uh, 100k uh, unique plots. They're going to have different rarities, and apparently there's going to be another collection called Codas, which is going to be a 10k PFP collection. Like but second. it's
0: only dropped to landowners.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's like, if you get a land with a coda, um, you know, you you get you get that <laughs> <P&P.
0: It's pretty laughs> that's cool. That's exactly. Before we even go on to touch on that point, how do you get the land? Is it a Dutch auction? Is it do you do you have to have ape coin to buy it, or how do you know how you get your hands on Ugo land? Um, I don't know exactly
1: I do know that there was that leak deck and from what it said uh, they said 30,000 will be sold there will be uh, airdrop toboard aAB club and mu and AB club holders um, so they'll get one for free and then the other 70k will be priced at around one ETH is what they said um, this was in the leaked deck so it's not official information yet but but you know if, if that stays true and you can get land for one eth like I mean I think it's a no-brainer
0: Dude, it's crazy. Uh, dude, it's crazy how much you got rewarded if you spent 200 bucks that day and bought yourself that picture of that monkey. It is ridiculous. If you bought an ape that day, like it is ridiculous to give away. That means if you bought an ape, you got the Bored Ape Kennel Club, you got the mutants, and you got uh, on top of that ape coin and Yuga Land. And on top of that, you might get the CODIS drop, which I also believe, dude, that CODIS drop is a guaranteed bet for 10 floor price. Like I, there's no way. If, there's no way that goes below 10 ETH because these collections are key to the game, to the metaverse that's coming out. They're gonna have benefits in that metaverse. What do you think? Uh, to touch on, what do you think of uh, Fuck Renders' upcoming collection? Are you interested in collections like that or ferocious These well-known artists, they're coming out with 10K projects or generative projects at least, because I know ferocious might have an unlimited drop. Are you interested in those in those type of projects?
1: Yeah, I, I, I am. I, I own some of the uh, Essence uh, fuck render, uh, the thing, whatever you just released, the uh, capsules that are going to turn into that PFP collection. Um, but yeah, I think that's another kind of trend we've seen where we see kind of these well-established artists um, who've been, you know, making one-on-one art, uh, making cool art, but don't have a PFP yet. Uh, now kind of dive into creating their own PFP collection. And I think that just brings more, and not only is, you know, for example, Fuck Render's art amazing, and I've seen some of the previews for his uh, Fuck Avatar collection, and they, lo- they look amazing. Um, uh, but but he, he's, he also already has a well-established brand and a well-established name. Uh, he knows a lot of diamond-handed collectors. He knows a lot of artists who are gonna support him. So I, I really like investing in these projects because, um, you know, I don't see this going to zero. Like, I mean, it's just not, and it's, you know, you, it might not have the highest upside because uh, you know, I mean, the floor is already, I think like 0.8 or 0.9. So it's already, uh, it's already up there, but you know, this is one, it's the same thing with X copy. When he released his, he just released his uh, unlimited drop too. i minted a couple of those. Um, And and these are, these are kind of like long-term plays for me because I mean, X copy and uh, fuck render, they have a, a large history of creating really great art and having very big sales. And yeah, I expect them to continue doing that.
0: And do you feel like these artists, like these are going to be okay? So these are like those guys are like well-established Web three artists. And th- right now, the the projects we've been talking about are either like PFP projects or, or land. And that's what we just talked about is that Yuga land. Do you feel like uh, land plays? There's this project that came out recently called Arcade Land that I, I've been curious about. Or the, mm-hmm. mut- the the Mutants versus Apes mobile game creators created this too. Do you yeah. feel like land is, is? You saw like what happened with NFT Worlds, how it jumped up to that eighteen ETH floor price. Do you feel like land is a big play right now, or do you feel like the attention will be focused, stay focused on PFP projects?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I'll say I'm not like a metaverse expert. Like I'm not too interested in trading land. Um, I have owned some in the past. I've owned some less sandbox land, um, but really, you know, when I when I saw Yuga release that other side trailer. I sold all my metaverse related stuff and I'm, you know, if someone's going to win in the land race, it's going to be Yuga. It's going to be the other side. So I'm, I'm pretty bearish, I'd say on all other land. I even minted some of the arcade land, but uh, I sold those just to lock in some profits because I'm so bullish on this other side, um, land drop. And I think, you know, if there's going to be a winner, um, it's going to be that.
0: It's actually funny. You said that. And I, I love the sandbox. I interviewed their marketing director on the show, but, I also, I bought their land at .34 ETH, and it was worth 3.3, 3.2 ETH. I sold because of the other side trailer. Once I saw that trailer, I said to myself, I thought the same thing, like, not saying these metaverse platforms won't find their, their like, parking spot within the space. Just saying, I'm focused on Yuga. Like, that is without a doubt the winner. I don't know how, obviously, Meta too, that Facebook, but I don't know how they're going to play a role in this market. I don't think we're going to be owning part of Meta. Like, you know, how like how we will with Yuga. But without a doubt, I think Yuga is the winner. To end this conversation, I guess, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, Mr. Rice. Where would you say, if if you had to predict where the market would be a year from now, um, what would you say about the market if we were to have a conversation a year from now?
1: Oh, man. <laughs> that's that's so tough. Uh, I mean, I started NFTs about a year ago.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> buying,
1: yeah, buying digital racehorses. I was a really big Zedron guy. Uh, and they haven't really lived up to, the, up to par. And, you know, if you asked me that question last year, yeah, any, anything I would have said would have been wrong, probably. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I really do think, uh, I don't think we're quite ready for the metaverse. Uh, if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Yuga. Nice. Um, and I, I would recommend everyone read through that leaked pitch deck because they talk a lot about what's wrong with the current metaverses. Um, for example, they say, I mean, these metaverses aren't fun. Like, I mean, I've been into
0: Centraland, Terrible. Um, oh, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I can't believe work. that project has the funding it does. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, but exactly. Like, it's not fun to be there. There's not much you can do. Um, with Yuga, their main emphasis is going to be on entertainment and, uh, and gaming and creating, uh, creating problems that you have to solve together with other people who own this land, which I think will be, bring a stronger community than that we see with Decentraland and Sandbox. There really isn't like a great community there, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I think the metaverse is still kind of a bit far away. I think Eucalypt could pull it off. It might take a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still, like PFPs are still the name of the game, I think. And I still think they will continue to be. We still haven't seen, like you said earlier, we still haven't seen the best anime artists come into Web3 yet. And then when they do, um, they're going to have like amazing PFPs. At least I hope so. Um, so I still think PFPs are still in style, and I don't really see them going away anytime soon. Um, people always talk about oversaturation, but when there's oversaturation, there's always gems in there that are going to be the next Flutia projects, like we see with Azuki.
0: Also, I want to make a point on that. That um, I have two things I want to say. Is number one, PFPs are the most are the, always going to be the thing because they're digital identities. It's how we relate to the digital world. So it's like. That's the best sell you can possibly make. You can't put out a better product than that. Number two, right now, these are just static assets. Ideas like Arcade Land, like NFT Worlds, they're actually very smart because you're creating an environment for these PFPs, which in turn gives it more long term sustainability and more market value. What do you think to touch on? The second point I wanted to touch on is. In terms of the yuga labs thing do you what did you make of the world of women and the cool cats and the nouns being in there what do you think that means because that got me very excited to for there to be like an environment for my cats so what what do you think of that trailer like what did you think of when you saw those things that clip that part
1: yeah um, i mean it's i think it's great because this kind of is the whole ethos of web 3 kind of bringing communities together and i think by that trailer what borde Club is saying or yuga labs is saying Um, like this metaverse the other side is going to be open to every single pfp project Uh, it doesn't matter what community you're a part of you can import it into you into the the other side um, and they want to work together and they want to they want to build together it's not you know in web2 it's always you know tesla versus rivian Um, it's always competition between everyone no one's trying to help each other uh, in Web three, it's kind of the opposite, which is really cool to see. And I, I think Yugo uh, Labs is pretty much saying, like, "Oh, we like we don't see anyone as a threat. Um, if you succeed, we all succeed." And I think that's true.
0: Do you think that the Cool Cats like were not bought out, but what? Why were they featured? Why were the world of women and Cool Cats featured in this in this trailer?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I I think uh, I don't think it's. Their Yuga Labs is directly referencing or like trying to target, like, oh, like we're going to buy World of Women or Cool Cats. I don't think it's like that. I think, um, honestly, I think they probably made this video like a little bit ago. And like, I mean, those were the blue chip projects when yeah. they made that video. Uh, you <laughs> know, that they forgot
0: about it. It was in the vault. They forgot about it. They released everybody's yeah. just making a big deal out of it. Like, nah, dude, chill. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, those are all like 2021 like blue yeah. chip projects. Yeah. It's still blue chips, but you don't see like Azuki in there. Um, um, and they probably would have been in there if they made that video today, uh, but I think um, I think it's more just saying like, oh, we're open to everyone. Um, like I don't think they're trying to single out world of women or cool cats.
0: I will also say to to say one more comment is if there was a board ape competitor, it might be Azuki now though. Like Azuki might be the rival, and they do have the same like feel of like capturing culture of being like a supreme level brand. Even though I saw Azuki's partnering with Supreme on, on a project or something, but I do see that. You, you are right. PFPs are the, still the meta. And you look, what, look at the two t- biggest projects in the space right now is the Board Apes and Azuki. Um, so with that being said, I'm not going to take up that much more of your time, uh, Mr. Rice. Uh, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Uh, it will be out Wednesday f- on my Twitter, on the Non-Refungible's Twitter. Uh, I will be bothering you the next three days. So I apologize if I'm annoying on Twitter. I'm going to put out a trailer to promote this
1: no that's awesome yeah no i really enjoyed this talk and i mean i love talking about MITs. thanks for having me
0: of course of course you're welcome to come on any of our spaces as well um i'm very curious to see what happens with moonbirds so i will definitely be reaching uh, back out to you to see what happens with that project i'm curious it's on the 16th right that's the mint date
1: yeah yeah 16th
0: and do you know really quickly do you know how to get on the whitelist for it or no
1: um so just real quickly, the sixteenth is uh, the next full moon, which is interesting. <laughs> so they, they are kind of like really thinking about this project like that. Um, but um, but yeah, you have to pre-register for this. Um, on, uh they sent out a link. If you look up, if you look at the Moonbirds Twitter, they sent out uh, like one of those pre-mint uh, links um, where you just have to connect your wallet, uh, connect your Discord and Twitter, um, and you'll be able to mint too. Um, Anybody at, at, that's uh,
0: registered? Because I think I did. I might have done that. Anybody that's registered?
1: Yeah. Anyone that's registered can mint too, uh, because it's a Dutch auction. Um, you know, it's just, you know, whoever wants it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And and I'll hit you up around that time too.
1: Sounds great. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Be safe, Mr. Rice. Yeah, you too.